You know those men that are never sitting still, they're a little restless, like even, they're, they're always, they're hard workers, and, but even like whenever they're home trying to relax, like they're just always like, they're never sitting down, they're always moving, there's always a new project, they're working real hard, and they're, they're just like, a, they're just restless. That's my dad, who is always working, and, and one of my favorite things about my dad, he's one of the hardest working people that I know, um, he pours himself into whatever it is he's doing, and he taught me that, um, always growing up, to always give it the best that I have. Um, and he's, he's very quick to take initiative, and um, he's also a very honest man, sometimes to a fault. Um, and so he, he pours himself into honest, hard work. I also have a stepdad who um, images a few different virtues. Um, he is perhaps the most patient man that I've ever met um, and has this great ability to endure suffering without complaining, without anyone even realizing, um, but instead is a great peacemaker and is able to be patient in any difficult trial. And so I've been blessed in my life to have both of these images of masculinity to, um, that, that have shown me different aspects of masculinity. And both of them would be the first to tell you that they're both flawed men. They're both imperfect. There's, um, neither of them um, are, are perfect, and there's definitely character flaws that we all have. But both of them gave me a very important gift in their fatherhood. And in their fatherhood, they have shown me an image of God the Father, as imperfect as they may be, still because of their embodied presence to me, knowing my name and my face and caring for me and and being a part of my life, they have given me a gift that is incomparable. And so today is Father's Day, and I thought that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if you were here, um, I spent some time on Mother's Day reflecting on the gift of motherhood and the gift of the feminine genius. So I thought I'd kind of do something similar for fathers today. If we, uh, well, first of all, I want to start off by saying that all men are called to be fathers. Um, Even if you don't have a biological child, even if you're not even married, still written in our design as men, um, we are all called to fatherhood. And whether that is a biological fatherhood or some type of spiritual relationship of fatherhood, either way, All of us in our design as men are called to fatherhood. And if we want to become good fathers, we have to first become good men. And so if we want to look at an image of masculinity, what does it mean to be a man? We can look no further than Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate and perfect image of masculinity. And so I I want to, there's so much we can say because Jesus is the perfect man. And it's true that as we look upon Jesus, we first learn about humanity So men and women can both learn a lot about what it means to be human just by studying Jesus Christ. But in addition to that, and in particular for today, I want to focus especially on um, the masculine element of Jesus Christ. And so what does it mean specifically to be um, a masculine figure uh, through the lens of Jesus Christ? So there's a lot that we could say, but for today I'll focus on two. Two things in particular that Jesus teaches us about what it means to be truly a man. So the first is um, his total dependency. 
Which, whenever I say that, that doesn't really quite sound very masculine, does it? Because most men take it upon themselves to provide and, and to be dependent is almost insulting or, or terrifying. So, uh, but Jesus was totally dependent upon God his Father. And we see that all written throughout his life. Well, first of all, God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, became man as Jesus Christ in the form of a baby and was totally dependent at those first years of his life on, um, on, on Mary and Joseph. But as he grew into his adulthood, we see that he was also extremely dependent, totally dependent upon God, his Father. He would enter into intimate prayer with God the Father, for example, right before he chose the 12 apostles and before he would perform certain miracles, um, and also the night before he died in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, When asked what his purpose was, he would say that he's come to glorify the Father. And so his whole life was a life of obedience, of surrender, of trust, dependency towards the providence of God his Father. He lived his life in relationship to God the Father. So Jesus did not live uh, with the burden of his own power, but rather totally dependent, receiving the power and grace and authority from God the Father. So that's the first element of masculinity is to be totally dependent upon God the Father. And the second is to be a total gift of self, a total donation of self towards his bride, the church. So we see that Jesus does not live a bachelor lifestyle. He doesn't seek out comforts and pleasures for the sake of enjoying the good life. Jesus lives his life totally for others. And you see that all throughout the Gospels, in the way that he teaches, in the way that he does um, healings, in the way that he uh, does other miracles, in the way that he sacrifices his time and his energy and totally is attentive to the person before him, especially the most poor and the most vulnerable. Jesus lived his life for his bride, the church. That's you and me. And that's totally expressed, especially on the cross, where he gives his life, pours it out for our sake so that he could rise again three days later and bring all of us, open up the doors for eternity to bring all of us into the life of the Blessed Trinity. And so, so Jesus, in particular, this, this total receptivity, but also a total givenness, this total dependency on God the Father, and also a total gift of self. And so what does that look like for us as men? Uh, well, the total dependency is to choose to be a men of faith, to choose to trust in divine providence and to cooperate with that in our lives rather than to put the weight of the world on our shoulders and to just press through, knuckling through every challenge that we, come, come, that we face, facing it on our own. Instead, to be men of faith, to be men who recognize that we are limited, we are not the most powerful beings in the world, and instead we will trust that God is a good Father and we will cooperate with His plan. That's that total surrender, that total dependency, but also to be a total gift that as men, we can give our lives and pour it out for others. If you are married, first and foremost, to your bride, and if you have children, secondly, to them. But even if you're not married and with children, at least to pour yourself out for others, to live your life for someone other than yourself, that's what it means to be a man. Now, 
when we look at Christ, we can recognize that he obviously did this perfectly. And sometimes whenever we look at Christ and, and we kind of uh, receive that challenge, like look at that perfect image of masculinity, we might become a little disheartened because it might seem too hard to achieve, that that ideal is just too far from our experience. And so the good news is that we can also look to the lives of the saints. And in particular, we see in today's gospel, the 12 apostles. Now, these were 12 very flawed men, all in their own ways. They had different character flaws. Some of them had different sins that uh, were pretty severe. But either way, all of these men were still invited into something great. Jesus still challenged them to live for something greater than themselves. And in so doing, to do that with a posture of dependency upon God their Father. And we see that in the gospel today where Jesus sends them out on mission. And this mission they were totally unprepared for. They were not ready to go out and do the things that Jesus is is inviting them to do, to cure the sick, to cast out demons. How in the world are they going to do this? They are just limited, flawed, ordinary human beings. Well, the only way is to depend on God, their Father, in faith. And to go out on mission, not for their own glory, but to rather to pour out their lives for others. And, and they do this uh, with some success because they are following the posture of Christ, that total receptivity and the total gift, the total dependency and the total self-donation. And so, so us too as men um, can, can live this way. Now, as we look out into the culture, we will see all kinds of images of masculinity that are highlighted for us. And, and I'm not here to make any particular statement about any particular individual, but, but just invite you right now, just, you know, just very quickly, like which images of, of men are celebrated in our culture? You know, so there's, there, maybe there's um, someone from sports or maybe a fictional character from movies or maybe someone in politics or the business world. But just think for a moment like the, those men who are celebrated. And as we look at those men, a lot of times those men, um, their lives are very desirable. They have it. They have it all together. They, they've achieved the American dream. They're, they are probably um, pretty wealthy, probably pretty powerful, at least pretty popular. Um, they seem to be living a happy life. And so that, that, that image of masculinity seems to be pretty desirable. But unfortunately, as we celebrate these images, not always, but more often than not, at least, these men very often lack something very important virtue. And the culture doesn't do a great job of highlighting their lack of virtue. And instead, the ordinary guy like you and me are just left to seeing, well, I guess that's the type of man that I need to strive to become. A powerful, wealthy, popular man that lacks virtue. And that does not do any of us a favor because we start to become very discouraged. We recognize that there's the ideal, virtuous man like Jesus, but that seems impossible. And then there's those happy, powerful, wealthy men out there that aren't virtuous, and that at least seems fun. And so we can strive to be like them. And and then we just kind of, we get very lost in our identity as men. What does it actually mean to be a man? And how can we live this out in our ordinary lives? And then we just say, well, you know, we we just choose to just kind of lean into whatever we're naturally good at, and we start to give up on things that we fail at. And usually that is matters of faith. 
Far too many men, because they failed slightly in one little area, will just give up altogether in spirituality and morality because the faith just doesn't seem masculine. And I think that's a tragedy. I think we need to reclaim it. I think we need to rediscover that real masculinity is Jesus Christ, not necessarily what pop culture has presented for us. So as we meditate on 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 Father's Day today and just kind of express a few of these different themes. Um, if you are a guy, doesn't matter what age or what season of life, but if you are a guy, I want to challenge you to invest in your relationships. You see, because the defining quality of masculinity is not success, but rather self-gift, a self-donation. And, and you see, because usually most men, including myself, we, we like to pour ourselves out into whatever project or task that we're working on, um, and we can kind of wrap up our whole identity into whatever work, career, or project we're passionate about. But the defining element of masculinity is not success, but rather self-gift. And we make a gift of self not to a project or to a cause, but to a person. And, and these are real persons with names and faces in our lives. And, and if we live our lives just for a cause, just for a project, just for a career, you might find some fulfillment in that, but something terrible is going to happen when you retire. You're going to have an identity crisis, and you're going to worry about your 401k. It's still not going to be as big as you hoped it'd be, and you're just going to find yourself lost and depressed. But if you live your life for persons you will discover a true fulfillment of what it really means to be a man. And you may also find some level of success in the things that you're passionate about. Because success is not bad, but it's secondary. We want to live for persons, and that's, that's at the heart of what it means to be human, and especially to also be a man. So if you are a man, I want to challenge you to uh, be not afraid to live for those persons. To live for those persons in your life. If you're married, to pour yourself out for your wife. And maybe you found yourself messing up in your marriage and, and flawed in your marriage and discouraged in your marriage. But don't give up and be not afraid. This is really important. Same with your children. If you find yourself kind of discouraged with the relationship that you might have with your kids, be not afraid to keep going, to keep fighting. This is more important than anything else in your life. And all the other relationships, even outside of your family, be not afraid to be a man for relationships. If you are a woman, be not afraid to challenge us. We may not seem to like it at first, but we really respond well whenever women challenge us in sincerity and in charity. Whenever, there's, whenever a woman like truly believes in us and challenges us, it doesn't matter what, what uh, type of relationship you have with us. If you are female, you have a very powerful gift within you. The gift of your femininity can call out our masculinity if you do it right, if you do it in a way that um, believes in us that believes that we are better, that we are called to something higher, that you're not scolding us and kicking us down and, and making us feel terrible, but rather challenging us to, be, to go beyond ourselves. Be not afraid to do that because we really respond well to that. We respond better to that than, I would say, arguably, than whenever another man challenges us. 
But also, definitely don't forget to encourage um, all of us, men, men and women, we must encourage all of those men in our life that are sincerely trying to be good. And so the men that are here today, I'm very proud of you. That says a lot to be at church. The world today does not celebrate men that want to be good. And so it's, it's, it's increasingly more difficult to be that type of guy. The world laughs at this type of guy. The world condemns this type of guy. And so, so those men in your life that are sincerely trying, even if they're flawed, even if they're imperfect, encourage them because they are good men. So today on Father's Day, I want you just to think, who are those men in your life? Which men have been impactful to you? Maybe your biological father, maybe some other type of spiritual father figure, um, or maybe not even in a fatherly type role, but just other men that, that have really impacted you in a powerful way. Recognize who they are. And perhaps if you feel so inclined, perhaps you can offer a word of gratitude today to them. Maybe in an intentional way, offer a word of gratitude, thanking them for imaging God the Father in your life. Happy Father's Day. Amen.